that's what I love about movies. It, it it's so captivating and it recreates these moments that we like get to feel proud of. We get to feel like their success where nobody believed in them and then they came mm. out and won the World Cup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I love a, that. that was, that's a great story. Hello everybody and welcome to the Someone Four Podcast. Today I'm here with Vinith. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good, good. Uh, if the audio is uh, kind of different, it's because one of our mics just broke down, like literally as we were setting this up, uh, just broke down. So unfortunately, hopefully the audio is still a bit uh, clear for you guys to hear, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Not what want, what I wanted to happen, but yeah. This is uh, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we were talking about earlier about uh, Apple and some of its products, bro. Like we were we were gonna use uh, his phone to to do the recording, but like the storage on it is so shit. Like the base level storage uh-huh. is so bad. They need to improve that. Like, cause. Uh, on most phones like you, you've probably seen like samsung galaxies and stuff like yeah. that they they start at like 500 gigabytes of storage like normally like the uh-huh. normal base level and you're paying already a thousand dollars for a phone yeah so it's well worth it for them to increase storage and like literally give people what they want in a product but instead they they totally just improve their product just a little bit just enough so that new people will buy it but that's it that's all they do yeah honestly i i don't care that if samsung has that i mean obviously if apple could increase the storage i wouldn't yeah. mind it but i don't want to leave the apple ecosystem yeah have too many products not. that are apple so <laughs> definitely not bro like the once the second i got my first phone which was like i think an iphone 7 uh-huh. um, a few years ago I, I understood now like why people won't move to something different. Yeah. And it's because how for me personally, it's because how easy it is to use and how easy it is for once you get in the ecosystem, like you mentioned uh, before the podcast, the ecosystem of having like a MacBook and having a phone or even having the watch. Like once yeah. you get in there, you're done. Like you're there for life. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't get out. Can't like. For me, a lot too, for school or whatever it may be, to airdrop photos right onto my laptop is so much easier. Mm-hmm. To have the iMessage also on my laptop is so much easier. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it makes it easier for me. Yeah. The airdrop thing I've used a lot because, and that's, I think, the fastest thing to move files around uh-huh, uh-huh. that I've seen. Because what you really need if you don't have airdrop is like a really fast internet connection so that you can upload files right away. But if you don't have that, you're screwed waiting for like an hour for things to, yeah, yeah. to transfer over and shit. Yeah. But yeah, once you, once you get on, what, what was like the first, uh, Apple product that you got? I think it was back when I was in eighth grade. So my family had a thing where I couldn't get my first phone until I was 13, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, all right, I'm waiting till eighth grade, waiting till eighth grade. And then I got an iPhone 6. Yeah. The iPhone 6 for my first phone. It's pretty nice, you mm-hmm. know. But um, I really. And it was relatively new at the time. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty nice. 
I realized I like bigger phones and then like back then my family had Sprint, right? Mm -hmm. So like it was like every two years you can upgrade to a new phone. Yeah. So like after two years I upgraded to like the 7 Plus and I loved it because I don't know, I just like a small phone in my hand was whatever, but I like bigger screens anyway. Yeah. And so I had an iPhone 7 Plus for a bit. Um, but then, uh, we moved to T-Mobile and then T-Mobile doesn't do that thing now. And so I had the seven plus for like, like the longest time Really. until I finally upgraded to like an iPhone 11 about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are the only Apple products other than my MacBook that I have. Yeah. yeah. But still the ease of use for that to me is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The. I think the the plus model came out with the six. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, like the okay. Six or it might have been seven actually. Yeah. The seven plus was like the first big plus uh, phone. Before yeah. then, I think it was only Samsung Note, which was that it, they it, they still have it, but it's it's more bigger than the plus and it gives you like the stylus and shit. But for Apple products, that was like the first thing and people were freaking out and shit yeah. about how big it was and people enjoyed it a lot more but speaking of the six uh i remember that was the phone that bent like there was the bend gate did you did you, did you hear about this no it was uh people had their phones in their pockets and because it was built out of aluminum i'm pretty okay. sure and it wasn't as thick it was, they, they were trying to make it as thin as possible uh-huh. uh the phone would bend like right oh, in the wow, middle okay. it would just bend a little bit and you would see over time it would bend and some people they they actually tested out i don't know if you know and unbox therapy oh yeah i've seen them on youtube yeah yeah. those uh tech youtubers like tested it out and they fucking squeezed it down and it would completely just break like not break in half but it would definitely bend and (laughs) that's crazy though yeah and of course now they don't i hope they don't breakers yeah yeah they don't they don't do that they learn from their mistakes yeah yeah. but yeah the the only thing that has uh that i enjoy now is the bigger screen like yeah from the 7 to what i have now is the 11 Uh the bigger screen definitely helps like yeah that's way better yeah and not just the bigger in the actual like size of the phone like the actual dimensions of it but that it goes from the top of the screen to the bottom. That's that's yeah. much better. Yeah, yeah. And now phones, uh, they have like complete screen. Have you seen those? Um, what like a mean? like instead of, um, you know how on the iPhones there are notches like the the notch for Face ID okay. at the at the top that yeah, black yeah. bar. Oh, okay, okay. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That black thing. Uh, Instead, now people are creating phones where that whole, the whole uh, front is side screen. is a screen. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and they put the, the uh, selfie camera beneath the screen. Okay. Which is okay. A new the, like the next step now. Yeah, for yeah. People, yeah. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll see when I get a new phone. Yeah, we'll see. But Apple, dude, Apple won't do that shit until like five years from now yeah. <laughs> where where every other phone has it and then they'll they'll just be the last ones and then everybody will like applaud like that they did it yeah you know? it's fine i still trust an apple yeah you know? yeah don't want to move yeah i yeah that's that's part of it but yeah. uh yeah the increase in technology though has been insane uh-huh. over the past few years 
just from like everything in our daily lives, like stuff that we have now, like this computer or like our phones, are able to do tasks that 20 years ago were left for like professionals with professional design computers uh-huh. and stuff. Like I could edit shit on here that I wouldn't be able to edit 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, you can even edit on your phone too. Yeah. Right? Like whatever, get like uh, what's it called iMovie or mm-hmm. something else. I know there's like CapCut Pro. A lot of people make TikToks on that, right? Yeah. And they can edit right from their phone. You don't even need mm-hmm. a large And computer. the cameras too. Like people, yeah. even Apple shows off in their commercials that you can make a movie yeah, from your honestly. iPhone. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they have those commercials yeah. that you can make movies from from literally your, your phone because you... It, it's so it's portable and they've made sure like the cameras i mean it's not going to be as good as a professional yeah, full-on camera, camera setup yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's not going to be that level of quality but if you're trying to make like a short movie or anything you could just use that and yeah. it works like yeah. and everybody has a phone literally yeah everybody has a phone so. yeah i saw like i saw some tiktok too where people would be like all right, I'm going to take, like, a shot. Like, this is my iPhone 13 camera versus, like, uh, a large amount of money camera. Yeah. And it's it looks pretty nice on both cameras, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I've also seen... There's one of my friends, he, he goes to USC, right? And he, like, does, like, cinema and, like, he directs. And he's directed from... Yeah, he's a Samsung, but he still directs from his phone. And yeah. he made a short film out of that. And so yeah. I think it's honestly interesting that you could start out with the phone. You don't really need mm-hmm. a large, expensive camera. Yeah, and that's what... Uh, a lot of these platforms have showed us is you don't need that the large expensive uh, equipment because you could just post it on YouTube and yeah. millions of people can see it. Yeah. Or you could post it on TikTok or you yeah. could post it on Instagram or whatever. And you don't need to go through these companies like NBC or ABC or that are like, no, you have to use this specific uh-huh. uh, equipment so that it looks good on TV. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be advertised and shit like that. Nobody's telling anybody shit because now the the power to create is in everybody's hands. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, I think, of the internet in general. That's yeah. the biggest part of it to me uh, is the ability for people like us to yeah. create that that yeah. have no ties with uh, corporate you know, mm-hmm. entities like Disney or, or Whatever, Warner yeah. Brothers or anything like that. We're our own individual artists. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, like, creating and stuff, uh-huh. I know you've uh, created movie uh, reviews on, yeah. on TikTok. How did that all come? Okay, you? so basically the story of how I started this, right, is I'm a huge movie fanatic. Yeah. I'm extremely passionate about movies, and just growing up, I'd always go to the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, it was going to, like, the Bollywood theaters, right? Like, Nase in Artesia, yeah. right? Yeah. With my parents, right? Yeah. Starting from there, and then, like, uh, starting to watch... There used to be this one, Regal in Irvine, that showed all these Indian movies, and yeah. so I'd go a lot with my parents. But then, starting, like, middle school, like, at the beginning of high school, me and my cousins, we'd go to movies a lot, and um, a 
large part of that was we had Movie Pass, mm-hmm. and um, so we'd go because Movie Pass. I don't know if you remember Movie Pass for movie theaters. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a little credit card kind of, mm-hmm. and you get to watch one movie a day, and we pay like ten dollars a month, right? Really, it was like a little subscription. A movie a yeah, day, it was dude. Yeah. It was really That's actually nice. worth it. Very nice, but yeah. they're bankrupt now because really? obviously ten dollars a month for one movie a day. Yeah. Think about it. Usually you could that, spend. Yeah. That's a ticket price for one movie. Right? Yeah, no, now ticket prices, like, the base is $15, oh. like, around $15. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to watch in Dolby or IMAX, it's even more, like, around 2021, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so sorry. I'll stop. Um, it's all good. We, we, would, we would go to all these movies. And so I just started watching a lot of movies with my cousins and everything. And what I'd do is I would, I used to, like, take a little Snapchat of a... Uh, of the title card Mm -hmm. and then after the movie's done i just write up my thoughts on my snapchat right (laughs) and i'd write it up and then i'd send it to my streaks Mm -hmm. because i don't know i just like doing it right Mm -hmm. and then later on like i did that for about like a year right just going to movies sending my snapchat to to my streaks a little review yeah a little review (laughs) of what i like just thought i don't Mm -hmm. i didn't really care if you read it or not but i just sent it to the people who had streaks with because i thought like oh if they read it nice you know if they didn't whatever and then um, I'm getting like, uh, what's it called? I'm getting more exposure to like new people in high school. And like a lot of people were to tell me like, Vinny, like, why don't you like do something with this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, all right. Like I'll think about it, right? Because I do genuinely enjoy watching movies and just talking about them. Mm-hmm. And then so after a little bit, I'm like, you know what? All right, like I'll create a TikTok because this is right when TikTok started, yeah. like, right? Became like, you know popular. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll do something. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll start right when movie theaters open back up, right? Uh-huh. Because obviously, like, I didn't really watch that many movies on the streaming platforms. Yeah. Obviously, I do now because it's like, all right, more exposure to more movies. And then that allows me to create more videos. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like, you know what? Like, let me wait till movie theaters are back open because that's when I truly want to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. So then movie theaters started. And then I like, uh, I think the first movie, forgot which one, but it was like, right. Oh, oh it was Kajillionaire. That was my first, yeah, that was my first review. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I don't really know how to use TikTok. I've never really recorded myself. Yeah. And so I, I asked uh, to my friends and I'm like, okay, like, what should I do? I don't really know how to do this. I feel awkward. Like low key, it's pretty awkward <laughs> yeah. talking to yourself in the camera for the first time ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I recorded it in my friend's car. Because that was my first review for Mm -hmm. Kajillionaire, right? And then after that, then I kind of got used to it. Like, I have this little lamp. And so I'd sit in front of my lamp with my phone. And I'd write up, like, um, my thoughts before. And then just talking to the camera Mm -hmm. so I know what to say and everything. But that's pretty much how I got into Spoiler Free Free Reviews. And that's where I got my name, right? Spoiler Free Vinny. Because, uh, what's it called? What I like to do. You don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the movie because... Uh, this is also a large part as to why I created the page mm-hmm. because yeah I did that on Snapchat right like I, that's how I started but mm-hmm. then after a while like I'd get feedback from some of my friends who actually like read the reviews and stuff they'd be like oh whoa, like I didn't think of like that I didn't see that in the movie or I didn't think about this like now I actually want to watch it more or I want to watch it again yeah. and so that'd be like that'd make me a little happy I'd be like, oh wow like you know yeah. you read my review and you, you want to watch you the took movie away now. something from it yeah, yeah. yeah like that I don't know, it makes me feel nice because, like, okay, like, you know, because of me, I, even if I had, like, a 1% chance of affecting them into watching the movie, mm-hmm. or influence, right, that's a better word, that makes me happy. Yeah, definitely. And, and so that's why I started doing that, and then Spoiler Free Vinny just 
sounded nice and yeah that's how it came to be yeah that's amazing bro <laughs> that just that little thing became like from doing snapchat stories to yeah like creating a tiktok and putting reviews up that's amazing bro yeah i mean for me movies have always been uh a big part but like you like you uh it's become bigger recently uh-huh especially maybe uh during high school like that's when i started to go to movies a lot more just with my friends and i i didn't at that point realize how how much like i i wanted to learn more about it because for me movie going was just like okay i'm watching something and uh let me just experience it and that's that but as soon i realized there's a whole process that goes behind this yeah. which was the creation of it like people actually write movies like they they write down the script uh-huh. that there's screenplay and there's uh actors that memorize the lines and that prepare for roles and all this shit like now people know that like yeah people actors and that's how movies are made but to me that was like brand new news like really? this actually happens with movies and shit cuz i didn't really pay attention to it that uh-huh. much of like uh, people put that much effort, like months and months of time oh, into, yeah. into movies. It's honestly, it, it really is a beautiful process. Everything that goes into movies, because even the smallest things you never think about, there's a job for that in movies. Yeah. Like, for example, there's a prop master, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say I, like, I'm the prop master. I'm going to put up, or prop masters, sorry, prop masters and set decoration, they work together a lot, right? Yeah. And so let's say I'm the prop master and I have to set up the props that you, the actor, are going to have to use, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I set up something that you're not supposed to use, but let's say the actor wants to, you know, um, what's it called? Do some improv and they accidentally pick up the skin, the that prop, then that prop becomes a hero prop because the actor interacted with it. And mm-hmm. so usually stuff that they don't use is set decoration. And obviously, like, there's a job for that, right? Like, they have to see what fits the mood and what fits the scene mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So... I learned a lot about this this past semester because I was in CTVA 102, which is a class about inside the movies and stuff. And so I just think it's a really beautiful process that even the smallest thing, there's a job for that in yeah. movies. Yeah, there's literally everything like from the the lighting people. Like, you would oh, yeah. understand that yeah. this, just a light would, people who are specialized in lighting that can detect what light is needed for what scene. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's mind boggling. But yeah. that's... That's the beauty of it is can all those people come together and make something beautiful yeah. in, in that art, which is, to me, an unbelievable feat. Uh-huh. When you look at it from like all the little steps that need to take place, even with like a TV show, all the things that need to work uh-huh. in order for them to come out with a final product of yeah. this episode or this movie. Yeah, it's a it's an unbelievable process, and this is why people should go and appreciate movies. Yeah. I, I'm a big uh, fan of movies. I always will advocate mm-hmm. for people to go out to movies. You know, yeah. I remember people would be like, "Dude, how are movie theaters gonna survive after the pandemic?" Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Don't worry, people. Don't, it's it's yeah. an escape. You know, yeah. it really is because sometimes if you're having a shitty day or whatever, right? If you're not having the best day, you can go to a movie and." have an escape for two hours you're watching something completely different mm-hmm. a new story right yeah and that's why like, i'm a huge advocate for going to movies because honestly i i enjoy it i think you can take your mind off it it de-stresses you mm-hmm. you know and 
I don't know. I just personally enjoy it. Yeah. And it, for me, it, it puts a new perspective on life. And for some movies, uh, for me personally, yeah. like if I uh, watch a movie that's, let's say, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, but with Will uh-huh. Smith, right? Like that, that movie is an emotional movie and, and it goes through this guy's life of being a, a, a dad and, and trying to support his family yeah. and stuff. And after, like, you watch that, you kind of get a different perspective yeah. on life. Like, even if you're not actually going through that, but you feel it, you, yeah. you feel for that person. And that allows you to then bring that perspective into whatever you yeah. do and put in, like, let, let me work hard. Let me be more focused now. And and and, and, and you just be, be a little bit more aware of yeah. things. Right? I, I also really like that the word that you use, perspective, mm-hmm. because a lot of movies you will gain different perspectives because you're watching different stories. That uh, That's another huge reason as to why I love watching movies is because there's so many different stories that I would have never thought of, like, let's say in life, like, or how a person lives in life because I've never seen it growing up in Orange County, right? Yeah. For example, have you seen the movie The Florida Project? No, I haven't. Okay, so The Florida Project, the protagonist is like, I don't know that her exact age, but she's like a six-year-old girl uh, lives with her single mother, right, in a hotel, like, not even a hotel, a motel that's right next to Disney World, okay? And so, the movie follows this six-year-old girl and how she lives in her daily life and how she lives with other people who live in motels, like, at that's their actual home, mm-hmm. you know? They live in a motel every day and they have to pay rent to, like, the motel owner and stuff like that and how she finds happiness or what she does on, like, a daily basis and the sharp contrast of... How she's having so much fun in not the best situation, right? Right next to Disney World where it's supposed to be the happiest yeah. place on earth, <laughs> yeah. right? And so that's what, like, watching that was so interesting to me because I'm like, oh my god, I would have never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up here in Orange County, we don't really think about people living in um, motels as mm-hmm. like their home for every day, right? Yeah. I would have known that until I watched that movie. And it, I that's why I really like watching movies because... I gained so many different perspectives and I learned about so many different stories yeah. of people mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, especially the like true event uh, movies. Like mm-hmm. based sometimes on true I watch, stories. Yeah, based yeah. on true stories. They're like war movies that yeah. I've watched. Uh, what was it? Dunkirk. Oh, okay, yeah. Based on Dunkirk, true, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's based on true true events. And that movie's insane. Uh, just peop- stories like that allow you to delve into that time period. Yeah. And otherwise you would never be able to see it through their lens. Like it it's unimaginable to be in war uh-huh. like that in World War Two on the beaches of, of I believe it was Normandy. Yeah. And uh people like the Germans gunning people down, your best friends right behind you and he gets shot, but you're still alive. You know, that intensity doesn't get captured in let's say like a normal documentary yeah. of where somebody's filming from a distance but when you are able to recreate it and and still have certain moments that are realistic and, and that are real to people yeah. during that time and it makes the whole story worth watching you know yeah obviously i think some it, it will be a little dramatized because that's Hollywood. Yeah, that's, that's, movies that's movies anyway. That's Hollywood. But honestly, I don't mind unless, like, if they're still getting most of the 
true facts right like about history and stuff mm-hmm. i think it's great and a lot of that it's because it's captivating and it's again another reason as to why movies are great yeah, because yeah. they get to show events from history that were like so outstanding so absurd or whatever right mm-hmm. like it with dunkirk like you said it nobody thought that they were going to make it out alive they were yeah. surrounded right mm-hmm. nobody thought they were going to make it out alive but they did right yeah. and that's like it's a beautiful moment in history that they wanted to recreate and show like kids like us who didn't live through that time, right? Yeah. We get to relive that through a movie like Dunkirk. And honestly, I don't mind that. I'd rather watch that than learn that in yeah. history. Mm-hmm. And um, talking about this reminded me of another movie that I just recently watched. Um, have you seen 83? It's a Bollywood movie. I was going to watch it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. But my yeah. parents watched it, yeah. Yeah, so I watched 83 and like, uh, what's it called? It's about the India cricket team mm-hmm. in 1983 when they went to the Cricket World Cup and literally everyone, they were doubting them like, oh yeah, India's not going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't even, won ever. That was like their yeah, first Yeah, that was their right? first ever World Cup win yeah. for cricket. And I remember even like the Indian national team, they were just going to, they were like, yeah, we don't really care. They just mm-hmm. thought it was going to be vacation except the captain who, who pretty much is the protagonist of the movie. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're here to win. Like, why else would we come to a World Cup, mm-hmm. right? And honestly, dude, I teared up, like, so much during that movie because it was just great. It made me feel so proud to be Indian. Like, yeah. the whole nationality, right? I was like, damn. Yeah. This is a the great underdogs. movie. Yeah. yeah, an underdog, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I love about movies. It, it It's so captivating, and it recreates these moments that we, like, get to feel proud of. We get to feel, like, their success where nobody believed in them, and then they came mm-hmm. out and won the World Cup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I love a, that. that was, that's a great story right there. You, they they should have they should make a like a documentary too if they haven't already like if they have actual film of it uh-huh. of that, and then get like player interviews and stuff. Yeah, honestly, and what's it called? That was another great thing in that movie because, yeah, they're showing the movie with like new actors and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But like they also put in real life photos oh, from right. their cricket games yeah, yeah. and stuff like while they're like about to like bowl and stuff. And then you see like the real life photo of the mm-hmm. dude bowling and stuff. I was like, whoa, that's yeah. so cool. And they also have like text like, all right, like the date of like the match and then like, all right, this is like the score at the, at the time that they're showing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it was pretty like real, real life events at the same time as the movie that was shown. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty nice. For, for the people that are listening and stuff that don't know what, what cricket is. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, over here, over here, people don't really understand okay. the importance of it. Uh, cricket in other countries like India and England and Australia, it it's it's a very high praise yeah. to to the national team over there. Like it's it's something special if yeah. you're on the national team, and everybody in that country supports their national players and their national team, and uh, it's kind of like football except. Uh, football over here is is very popular, but it's as if football players had like a national team. Uh-huh. That's how it is for India with cricket. And so when in 1983, I couldn't even imagine like what people would what were reacting to the first World Cup. Yeah. Because I remember they won. I remember the one they won in 2011. Uh huh. I was I was watching that with my dad, and uh, I believe. Was it? I don't. I forget who it, who yeah. it was against, but uh, I remember just watching it, and everybody that 
was around, was in that room with me went fucking berserk uh-huh. when they won. Like I think the the winning shot was Doni hitting a six. Okay. Like that was okay. the winning sh- shot yeah. of the World Cup, and uh, that I'll I'll never forget that and yeah. the pe- the pride that people have in that team and just the feeling of yeah. winning right like yeah. it feels like you're a part of that that's yeah. what sports does man yeah and i don't know there's so many different sports movies too that we get a feel of that like i know another summer sport movie that i watched uh a, a bit oh, like a long time ago or not even a long time ago but like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. ford versus ferrari yeah also too, like, i love that yeah movie. again that. underdog movie yeah. nobody believed in them and came out and like won the race you know mm-hmm. so yeah I that, love these underdog movies. I know. Especially with sports, too. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale killed that uh, yeah. in that movie, dude. Yeah, he, he was a great actor, man. D- does he normally have a British accent? Like, is he British? I think originally he is British. Correct me if I'm, I, I, if I'm wrong. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah, dude, he's a great actor. Loved him in Dark Knight Trilogy, too. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm, I'm a Batman, huge fan yeah. of superhero movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, watching that, especially Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors. Yeah. So good, dude. It. So good. Yeah, dude. That, the the, what was it? the Dark, dark Knight, the uh, the the dark the first Dark Knight, not the Returns. That's it. The third one's Returns, right? Yeah, and then the but, first one's Batman Begins. Second yeah. one's Dark Knight. Yeah. The Dark Knight. That first scene in Dark Knight is the best scene I think of any. Like cinematic uh, history. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's up there. I was gonna say like superhero movie, but like, yeah, okay, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's up there. With, yeah, yeah, with uh, even in all of cinema, cause the acting in that uh by Heath Ledger and Dude. uh Unreal, bro. Like yeah, how he how he portrayed that character and the full the emotion of it and and it was a bank robbery scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first scene, like a Batman, like you 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 would yeah. think like it would just be like Batman doing like uh hitting bad guys or something yeah. but it's that shot right there and yeah it was uh an amazing movie the, yeah all three of them are amazing yeah dude I, if i could go back and rewatch them probably would like i think the dark knight to me that's a 10 out of 10 yeah. movie right there yeah. you know and i don't give that many that. 10 out of 10 ratings yeah and the dark knight definitely 10 out of 10 yeah they're making the the new Batman, right? Oh, yes. I cannot yeah. wait for that, dude. Yeah. I love Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love seeing him as the new Batman. Yeah. And also, like, dude, okay. I don't know if this is a weird thing, but, like, I, as much as I love movies, mm-hmm. I also get really hyped when I see trailers, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'll rewatch trailers over and over again. <laughs> and the Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, yeah. that's definitely one of the trailers that I've seen over mm-hmm. and over again because I'm getting so hyped for it, yeah. you know? Dude, that, that movie's gonna be sick for sure. When does it come out? Uh, I think it's March 4th, 2022. Oh, okay. So, so it's coming right around the corner. Yeah, dude. Like, I yeah. literally cannot wait. I know. <laughs> and, and it's been a minute since we've had a Batman movie, right? Like, a, yeah. a good Batman Because, movie. honestly, like, I, I, yeah, I've seen Batman vs. Superman, mm-hmm. but, like, dude, I, I, I really... haven't even seen that. And because I've heard, like, it's not like that good yeah like obviously it's still like a huge movie like maybe some fan service but mm-hmm. it's just too dramatic and too like i feel like they tried too hard to like emulate the mcu uh-huh. right and so dcu kind of fell off there but it's yeah. it's not a horrible movie i just don't appreciate it as much you know mm-hmm. and i'm glad that this will be something separate like how like they made joker back in 2019 right yeah it's not part of the dceu 
but great movie, mm-hmm. dude. Something so dark, something so like like eye opening, you know? Yeah. Really loved it, you know. And yeah. so that's why I'm glad that we're gonna do have the Batman also separate from the mm-hmm. DCEU. Yeah, I'm glad that they they they're taking it on this direction and not just doing it how Marvel does it because yeah, like Marvel, they're they know breed. their they know their shit. Like yeah. they they have once they found out what could happen with the first Avengers, they're like, okay, we're taking this all the way. Because yeah. I remember seeing that and being blown away because that was the first time that like all imagine like watching Iron Man and Thor and all these separate movies and then seeing all those characters come into one movie uh-huh. it was like for a kid like it was fucking insane yeah but uh but yeah they're just a, a different breed of yeah a movie like yep and if you try to emulate that like if DC says we had to do our own universe and, and and try to make their own Avengers and shit it won't be as good because it's already been done yeah the best ideas like yes they're they had the the comic books to refer to and all that shit so it was they were just trying to create the movie of it but uh with with dc these like you mentioned the joker and like a movie that isn't so uh fixed on dc yeah yeah where they created their own story a little bit yeah that's more in my opinion more watchable like more fun to watch uh compared to just like trying to recreate what marvel does and i think where dceu went wrong or i'm not even went wrong because i don't want to like diss them right mm-hmm. i think where they just in my opinion where they messed up is with the avengers they already had their separate movies for each character except black widow and and hawkeye, hawkeye yeah. right mm-hmm. with the dceu i think they only had a movie on superman and then they had batman versus superman and then i think they only had a movie on on wonder woman but they didn't have a movie on Cyborg. They didn't have a movie on The Flash. They didn't have a movie on The Aquaman, right? Yeah. And so we're kind of like, who are these characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know them from like the past, from like comic book yeah. history, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know the DCEU version of, of Aquaman, of The Flash. Now, finally, there's a Flash movie coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there's a Cyborg movie coming out, right? Yeah. But when we saw them first in Justice League, they already had like a team of movie with characters we haven't really gotten to know yet yeah that we haven't really like you know related to them yet mm-hmm. and so that's and why it's hard to do odd. it it's hard to do it in that type of movie because there's so many characters you can't just focus on one and then tell that whole yeah. story and then tell the other characters whole yeah. story you need a separate movie to tell their story and then they bring them on yeah to the main thing. then you make that team of movie where yeah. we already know who the characters are what they're like and then we see them in the universe with other characters that we enjoyed before you mm-hmm. know that's why marvel man you yeah. did a good job <laughs> yeah what's your uh favorite marvel movie out of or like if you can't think of one think of a few i uh, i'd say i'm a really big fan of captain america winter soldier mm-hmm. i just feel like that that like political drama like yeah. it's not like it it's not something where it's all action, right? Mm-hmm. It's also, like, a lot of investigating, like, oh, wait, like, are we getting played and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, like, with uh, spoilers, sorry, <laughs> nobody's seen Winter Soldier, right? But it's, like, pretty much with Captain America, he's dealing with the people of HYDRA, right? And, mm-hmm. like, how HYDRA's infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And so, like, I like that, how he's, like, slowly figuring it out that, like, oh, my God, HYDRA's cor- or, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is corrupt because there's so many HYDRA people yeah. in S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I just really like that. And Captain America is... He's one of my favorite superheroes, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a great movie to me. That, I also really like Black Panther. I remember I was hyped for yeah. Black Panther. I watched that like seven times, really? dude. Like seven in times. theaters, too. I think Not I watched even, it twice. Yeah, like yeah. Black Panther was one of the greatest movies, something so new. And it, it was obviously like great for like African-American, you know, like mm-hmm. like a whole, almost a whole African-American cast, yeah. right? Like, I just love that. I just love Black Panther. So I remember that too, before Black Panther came out, they released like one clip. And again, I did the same thing. Yeah, I watched, watched that one it. clip <laughs> yeah. over and over that, again. That got me so hyped too. That movie was the... And I, I don't know where, when exactly it came out. Maybe 2018. 2018, yeah. yeah. February 2018. Yeah. When the hype for that movie was unlike any other movie yeah. up to that point. Like, there's... It's hard to express, like, how many people were hi- so hyped so to go into movie theaters and watch that. Yeah. It was insane. And that, too, what I guess added to the hype, they had a dope soundtrack because they had all these artists. Kendrick Lamar. They had... uh What's her name? SZA, right? Mm-hmm. All the lights. That was such yeah, a yeah. hit. And all People these still great, play that on the radio. Yeah, all these great yeah. artists to come to their soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, their score, they had Ludwig Gorenson, yeah. who's already been Fuck popping it. off, yeah. right? He's been doing so much. He did for The Mandalorian. He also did like, he did Tenet, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Tenet is after, after Black Panther. But I'm just saying, this guy's been popping off, right? Yeah. And then he did this uh, score. Mm-hmm. for black panther and that is just killed beautiful it, you know and i don't know like i love the score i also have it on my phone i sometimes yeah. listen to it you know like, it's amazing i, I watched the the genius behind the scenes of oh, okay it, of him creating some of these beats and stuff and he said he actually went yeah to africa and sought out african artists yeah that can help like create the the soundtrack for this score. movie yeah yeah uh and it's it was insane to see the process of him having to create a, a soundtrack like completely from scratch based on what the director was asking for in, in this movie he needs something to build up suspense or to build up yeah uh, different uh, characters right and so to come from and to add parts like African instruments and artists and then also get an orchestra and and play yeah. from that as well and to combine all of those aspects into a song and and, and the whole score in general was uh was unbelievable yeah. to listen to the score honestly helps so many movies sometimes if the score is a little off like yeah the scene won't feel right mm-hmm. you know because it would be like all right like we're trying to feel like serious in this situation or like we're trying to feel like scared but yeah. sometimes the score doesn't just fit the scene well but some movies, the score helps so much, you know, yeah. like Interstellar, that score, dude, mm-hmm. amazing. Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer fucking bro. amazing, <laughs> right? Dude, uh, what other movies, like Black Hans Panther, Zim- really? What did he, was that, uh, he also did Hans Dune. Zimmer with Time, I pr- I'm pretty sure the, the track is called Time. Oh, okay, okay, you're talking about your still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget what movie it's from, it might be it from Interstellar. It might be, yeah, yeah, but, dude, amazing, he also recently did Dune. You know, and that's why mm-hmm. he, like... Because usually Hans Zimmer's a collaborator with Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. That's why he didn't do Tenet, because he was working on Dune. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's why Ludwig he had a, did he Was there a score for Dark Knight, too? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah Hans Zimmer as well, yeah. 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 It's like, dude, it's honestly amazing, <laughs> man. Like, And, like, the thing I love about the score, too, is, like, there's certain things that they keep for certain characters, right? Like, for example, with Black Panther, mm-hmm. 
you know, like, it, what's it called? It was associated with Killmonger yeah. because of the flute noise. Like, the flute was, like, mm-hmm. it represented him and how he's, like, evil, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just love that. Like, love seeing that when I wa- rewatch the movie fucking mm-hmm. seven times, Those right? Those little details that, yeah. that make it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Hit, hit his track, or his score in general. And I remember seeing... He worked with Childish Gambino before. Like, I don't know if you yeah. know who Childish Gambino yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, like, tracks like 3005. Okay. Yeah, like, that's one of his most popular tracks, and he was a part of that. Yeah. And to see how he's grown from producing on on certain artists to now, like, movies and, and blockbuster films. Right? Yeah, man. Good for Ludwig Gordon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I know. And you could tell his passion. Like, the, the people that do well in any field... Uh, especially something as as creative as art form as as, uh-huh. uh, as movies yeah and music is uh, people that are seriously passionate and you can yeah. tell in his videos of and the behind the scenes he's sitting with artists and and talking to them and and actually listening to them and wanting certain things and and directing and he even knows how to orchestrate or what is it compose yeah. an orchestra right like all those skills and and ideas coming together it's uh amazing yeah uh i i love seeing the passion in whatever it may be if it's an acting like you know hugh jackman right yeah for example movie prisoners great fucking movie i haven't seen that I dude it was so good because him and, and jake gyllenhaal mm-hmm. honestly like so basically hugh jackman i'm gonna give you like a little spoiler free right yeah yeah <laughs> <Lower> <laughs> well, <laughs> what happens is hugh jackman his daughter goes missing mm-hmm. and his daughter and this other girl's daughter goes missing and so pretty much he like tries finding where his daughter is right mm-hmm. and uh, like he like the police obviously are contacted that's jake jill and all he's like detective his name is loki which is kind of interesting yeah. too but detective loki right and they just pretty much try finding out like where his daughter is and who did it and like because the girl was taken right yeah. from like this like creep or whatever mm-hmm. dude just great movie you could see the passion man like that one scene of him like like he has the he is one of the suspects that capped it right Hugh Jackman's literally like, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? He's yelling at him like, with the hammer, like breaking the wall, right? To like yeah. get him to talk, right? Oh my God, great movie. But seeing that passion in that, just, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Those, those actors that can bring that to uh, a that scene. That intensity. Yeah, that mm-hmm. intensity. Then you, the the audience feels it too. Oh yeah. And, and it's it's that's what makes a movie is if the actor and that's what separates the the good from the great is yeah. if you could bring that in every performance that you do yeah. which is so fucking hard to do uh-huh because you had a like for uh like a heath ledger for uh-huh. the joker yeah you basically had to become that you have to transform your entire mind to thinking that this is who you are and it he killed the role because mm-hmm. of that right like yeah. it's uh amazing but yeah uh, movies like that and people that come together to make movies I applaud all of them cause yeah it's a uh, it's an amazing art form yeah yeah and uh, yeah speaking of uh, of like music and stuff uh-huh. who, who do you listen to nowadays so I'm not like obviously I do like music but I don't know too much about music mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a usual casual music listener 
Um, do like the weekend. Love Tyler the Creator. We're yeah. in Camp Flogna because yes, I went back in 2019. Uh-huh. You know, it's amazing experience. I'm a huge yeah, Tyler, Tyler fan. He's, he's he's such a fun guy. Like I could see just watching his videos and stuff. He's doesn't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. He just creates his own shit. Yeah, and expresses himself, and that's what I think a lot of people love him is because. He's just himself all the time. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. It's yeah. authenticity. I think mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's what attracts a lot of people to each other is your authenticity. Yeah. And Tyler shows that on full display. And I think we could, everyone could take a lesson from his book. Just obviously be authentic. Don't be reckless. Don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you could be reckless and stupid because it's funny. Yeah. But <laughs> just, you know, have that, have that, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Tyler created me. <laughs> he's such such a funny guy yeah. too like i watched some of his uh his interviews uh-huh. and he's he's like a such an expressive person like i would love to have him on on the the podcast like if yeah. i could fucking have him here it would be so fun to talk to him because he would just tell stories and 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 like have different uh perspectives than i would i wouldn't normally think of like he's uh-huh. just that type of person yeah, you would think like, wait, I never thought of this situation that way. Like, what? Yeah, what and honestly, I just think hearing the different experiences he's had mm-hmm. probably interesting to hear on a podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I know he's probably done some crazy shit. You know, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, artists in general, like if once you make it to that point of of uh, fame or or celebrity uh-huh. status, I guess you have an insane lifestyle. For oh, yeah. some reason, like it always happens to artists, where like, like rappers and shit, like they had a they buy jewelry and then they go to clubs yeah. and this and that. It's pretty wild. What yeah, happens. and honestly, yeah, it's wild. But also, like those that are humble, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I just have way more respect. Like I have so much more respect for them, and I yeah. just love them more. Like Adam Sandler did. Yeah, you know? Adam Sandler. I love the dude. That. He's so humble <laughs> I love and like that guy. great actor. And honestly, like. I'm sorry I keep bringing this back to movies, but, like, have you seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I did not expect that from Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. but when I watched it, I was like, yo. <laughs> like, that's something that's usually not his role, but, like, damn. Damn. He can act. Yeah. He can do whatever role, you know, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's honestly yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it was, it, it was different from any of his previous roles when he wanted to get into drama, I guess, and so that's why he did that. So, seeing him in that role was just a, a, a f- like a different it's refresher yeah. it's refreshing refreshing sorry. yeah yeah it's a, he was he's a definitely showed that he could act in that oh, yeah. in that sense as well yeah like talking about like these roles right like that we see some of these actors play like the rock right yeah. he usually plays like the macho like kind of sometimes movies. in a jungle or an action movie right mm-hmm. like if i see him something different yeah I'll love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds too. Love the actor, right? But he's pretty much like this comedic actor, comedic action yeah. actor. Once he and, got Deadpool. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, oh, Red yeah. Notice, uh-huh. right? Like, it's pretty much comedic and action. But if he does something different, like I want to see something more serious again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that'd be so refreshing. Yeah, yeah, he's done that that comedic thing for a while now, right? Yeah, like in a, in a lot of movies because I think. A lot of people enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, it would be refreshing to see him in something else. But, off, obviously, I don't mind, you know, yeah. movie studios. Continue doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, also, Free Guy, I watched it 
um, in August, this past August. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, right? Great movie, right? Yeah. A whole different world. It's it's like combining all like the all your favorite stuff from like Marvel and whatever and Star Wars too. Because and especially since that movie's Fox, like they mm-hmm. were allowed to like talk about Marvel and stuff yeah. because now. Disney owns Fox, you know? Mm. So, like, it was great, man. Like, I don't know. I loved it. Even if it's that same type of role that he plays, I still enjoy the yeah. movie. I, I I wanted to watch that movie in theaters, but I instead watched it on a plane, uh-huh. which probably didn't give it the same effect as going to a movie. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was a really fun movie to, to yeah, watch. Dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, like, spoilers, okay? But uh-huh. remember, like, that one scene where... Um, what's it called? He's like fighting that bigger version of himself, and yeah. then, and then like he pulls out the cap shield, right? And then <laughs> it's literally Chris Evans, like what the shit, <laughs> yeah. drinking coffee, dude. I I think yeah, that was like one of the biggest fan service moments. Like I don't, know, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that's crazy. Disney has Fox now. That's, yeah, they dude. got everything, bro. Disney's got everything. They got Marvel. They got like, like Lucas Films. Yeah, Lucas Films, and then they got. On, on Disney Plus, like all those, they have Hulu, Nat Geo. Uh-huh. Like they own all that stuff. So, dude, I bought Disney, man. If you're going to be CEO of Disney one day, dude. Yeah. Good shit, man. I applaud <laughs> that. But, dude, I, I love Disney. And even Disney Plus, like, I also mm-hmm. recently watched Hawkeye. Amazing, right? Yeah, I and, still need to watch that. Dude, it's great. It's good. I don't want to talk about it if you haven't uh-huh. seen it, but. I really liked it. Like, out of the Marvel... That's, right now, there's that's more four... of, like, the show, right? Not a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's four Marvel shows right now. Or five, actually. Sorry, I forgot about What If. But mm-hmm. there's What If, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, and Winter Soldier, and then um, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And out of the five MCU shows that are out so far, dude, Hawkeye, I'd say it's, like, up there with Loki. I think Loki and Hawkeye are the two best. Mm-hmm. But obviously, still watch everything if you want to stay in touch with the whole MCU. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. They, they now they're putting a heavy emphasis on that platform too, because oh, yeah. I see a lot of movies uh, that are just being uh, released exclusively for Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Right, uh-huh. like they're, they're like Luca. Yeah, Luca, yeah. and and yeah, other Pixar movies too. I, I forget there was one coming out. I forget what it's called, but. That's also going to be released exclusively uh-huh. for Disney+. Plus. I know some movies, what they do is, like, for Black Widow, they had it in theaters, but you could also buy it the same day that it was, like, released in theaters, but you'd have to buy it for $30. I'm not the biggest fan of that because I think, as a movie, you should watch movies in theaters. Yeah. And also, like, their movie theaters should have a theatrical window where... They can only watch movies in theaters until, like, it can be released onto, like, streaming platforms or, like, on on demand, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think Disney should create a bigger window, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know how large the window is. Yeah. Or, like, well, for Black Widow, there wasn't a window because you could buy it the day of, mm-hmm. right? And then also, like, HBO Max did that for their 2021 slate of movies, you can watch it the same day that it was released in oh, theaters, okay. but also on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I know that was like a lot of people didn't like that. Christopher Nolan spoke out against that. He wasn't in support of that. Yeah. Also, like I forgot, uh, Dennis, Vill- I don't know how to say his last name, but Dennis Villeneuve, he's a director of Dune. Mm-hmm. And Dune is also like, a, it's because it's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. And so Warner Brothers and HBO Max have that deal. And he was like, dude, like, I, I want my movie to be in theaters. Yeah. I don't want it to be released like on the same day as HBO Max because 
uh, that movie's meant to be seen in theaters. It's amazing. The sit like the, the cinematography, cinematography yeah. especially like dude, you got to see that in theaters. You don't want to watch it on like a small screen, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so that's why like I I I'm with them. I agree with them. I think you should watch movies mm-hmm. in theaters before you watch it on demand. Yeah. I, and there should be a, like a window. Yeah, I watched a video recently about that subject of uh, okay. the window of time has uh, shrunk over uh-huh. the years uh-huh. of theater releases and then uh, stream like the theater release and then the streaming release okay. yeah. and also like the DVD and all that stuff like so that has shrunk over the past few years and now it seems like like you said this uh, in 2021 HBO did it the same day so yeah. there's like literally no window for that yeah uh, which yeah for me I, I agree like it should be a, a certain time where it is in theaters yeah where so people can enjoy it right like but at the same time some people like it if uh if it's just on on their streaming service so they could watch it same yeah. day and not how to leave their house but for the arts for art's sake it's yeah. meant to be seen on that screen big screen right? man yeah and i'm an avid movie goer so i still i support <clears throat> i will go to movie theater and like I also have a list. Do you know what AMC A list is? No. I so AMC A list, like Movie Pass, it's also another subscription. Mm-hmm. I pretty much got AMC A list as soon as Movie Pass got bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But what AMC A list is, I paid twenty three ninety five a month. Before it used to be nineteen ninety five a month, which was really nice. Yeah. But now it's twenty three ninety five a month. Still also because they not... almost got bankrupt too. <laughs> no, they they didn't. They yeah, I know. They no, just... like AMC in general. Oh yeah. no no no! It became twenty three ninety five a month before like COVID. Oh, okay. before yeah, COVID. and honestly, like that too is not a great like. I mean, it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's a great price twenty three ninety five a month. What it is is you watch it. The subscription lets you watch three movies a week. It resets every Friday morning, and you get to watch it in any format. So if you want to watch it in Dolby, you can watch it in Dolby. If you want to watch it in IMAX, you can watch it in IMAX, yeah. AMC Prime, or even standard digital. Mm-hmm. And just think about that for a second, right? One standard ticket is like $15 or around $15. A standard Dolby or IMAX ticket is $20 to $22, mm-hmm. right? The subscription is $23.95 a month and it allows you to watch three movies a week. You get to watch 12, theoretically, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. you could watch 12 movies that month and you're already, making the, you're already making the most of your money if you watch two movies a month. Yeah. And that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember... July 2019 mm-hmm. I watched 11 movies out of the 12 movies I could watch really? in theaters yeah and like like t- 11 different movies or? no 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 okay. so obviously I rewatched some re-watched movies some. because like I'll be watching with this person I'll be watching with this group you know mm-hmm. but like it's still super nice because I love going to the theaters it's another reason like I don't I never have to really worry about money for going to the theaters because of this subscription yeah. so again if people want to watch movies and even if you don't watch movies that much but you know you can at least watch two movies a month mm-hmm. i definitely recommend it right yeah. and that too like other benefits with amc a list is in my personal experience or my personal opinion i think amc's it's more quality right than compared to like regal or other uh movie theaters yeah. obviously i don't mind going to these other theaters i just personally have a preference for amc and that too, um, A-List, what it allows you to do is if you buy like a small popcorn, you get to upgrade it to a large for free. If you buy a small drink, you get to upgrade it to yeah. a large drink for free. Mm-hmm. And so it's like small things like I just love AMC. I love the quality about it. Leather seats, reclining mm-hmm. seats, you know, you don't get yeah. that 
in others unless you pay more. Like at Regal, I think mm-hmm. you can get that in like Regal VIP. Yeah, you know? that's amazing. Yeah. But the the movie theater I go to, it has like the leather seats and heat, heated seats uh-huh. and shit. And guess how much it is? How much? Seven bucks. No way. <laughs> Seven bucks. Do you go on a specific day or? No. And which theater? Actually, before, you can't, you, it's seven bucks uh, before 6 p.m. Oh, okay, yeah, so, that's normal, like, because usually yeah. what they do is, uh, what's it called, like, the, I don't know and why, I think it's, it's like a daytime bucks. thing. Oh, okay. Ten bucks, like, after, and it's uh, Cinemark. Cinemark, yeah. Yeah, 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 Cinemark is a, I think it's the third largest chain after AMC and Regal. Yeah. But I've never been to a Cinemark theater, mm-hmm. I'd like to check it out. Yeah. But also, like, I just have, like, a loyalty to AMC. AMC yeah. Just super nice, super, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like how we talked about Apple before. Mm-hmm. For me, that's my Apple. Yeah. AMC is just too easy, I too, guess. Yeah, it's, you have that uh, pass already. And yeah, everything. like, so, I don't want to leave it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the reason I go to that one is because I've, I've always been going uh-huh. to that one because it's, it's the closest theater to my house. Uh-huh. You literally get out of my neighborhood and go down one street for like a mile and that's the theater and uh it's a pretty large theater too i think it's like 25 uh theaters okay in in one auditoriums and yeah Yeah. auditoriums and yeah i've usually they they had uh standard seating without like the heated seats and other seats with more seats really because you could have with with the the regular seats yeah. it's just like this but like like uh maybe 20 30 uh-huh. people in one row yeah, yeah and now since they're the leather seats and bigger uh i think it's maybe 10 15 yeah. in a row uh, and they changed at first it was only in uh this thing called cinemark xd which okay. is like their their like IMAX their higher yeah. version of it or whatever like better sound and whatnot yeah so it was first in there and then for some reason they're like why not just like do the whole movie theater like this and yeah, they change it? That's yeah. great then. And, it, and it's the same price, like literally the same price. So I'm surprised about that. Yeah, yeah. Ten dollar ticket. I mean, that's great. I know. Obviously, but my yeah. allegiance to AMC. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought every movie theater was like that, where it's like seven bucks or ten bucks. But then I saw AMC prices. And I was like, damn, twenty bucks to yeah. IMAX or whatever. There's some theaters though, like. I know this one, it used to be called the Dollar Theater, right? Because it mm-hmm. is a cheaper theater. But AMC bought that. It's in Woodbridge in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is like a cheaper AMC or like it's cheaper theater. I know sometimes some theaters offer like a day like with AMC. If you're like an AMC Stubbs member or AMC A-list member, tickets on Tuesdays are usually like $5 or maybe a little more now because obviously like prices yeah. always like go up, right? Um, and then obviously, like you said, like before a certain time, cause most of the time movies will like try to make the most money, right? Like, yeah. and it makes sense. Most, most of the time that people are free are usually after 5 PM or 6 PM. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're like the normal price. But before that, they're usually like 30% off or however much percent off. And yeah. so it's nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, going to movies is definitely the best way to experience it. Going to an actual movie theater. Yes. Yes. There's no other way. Like. You can't get that sound unless you have uh, your own movie theater in your house. And yeah. even then, it's like not as fun to watch it, especially for Marvel movies. It's it's you get an experience of everybody knows this story. And they're, that's the most fun I've had in movie theaters because everybody's like screaming and shit, like applauding when whenever like a new character 
comes into the scene like in Endgame. Uh-huh. Uh, that last scene where yeah. all those all the portals all, open, all up, the portals open, people were standing up, fucking yeah. plotting and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get that just on your phone watching that. Yeah. yeah. Did you also That's watch Spider Man No Way Home recently? Yeah, yeah, I just Dude, watched yeah. It. So spoiler, I mean not even spoilers. I'm not gonna talk about it, but that is definitely a movie that had like I think even more hype than Endgame, mm-hmm. and the the in theater reactions to everything that happened in Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah. Oh my god, great was, feeling. I know. Literally, like, did, did you go, like, the night of? No, I didn't go. Oh, okay, okay. I went, I was in uh, New York over, okay, okay. over the Christmas, over Christmas, uh-huh. and I went to Connecticut to see my cousins and stuff, and then on Christmas Day, literally nothing's open, like, everything, yeah. rush grounds are closed and shit, and the movie theaters are the only thing open, so we're like, I haven't seen Spider-Man yet, uh-huh. why not just go and we saw it then and yeah yeah it was amazing dude i went opening night because i remember december 16th was the last day of our final or for me it was the last day of yeah. my finals right and me and my boys back home like we just went to go watch it opening night mm-hmm. dude that's the type of experience like you said right you don't get that watching it on a phone yeah you get that at the theater a full theater with everyone some people even dressed up as spider-man or like <laughs> yeah. whatever their favorite outfits were from mm-hmm. you know from the spider-man movies and like oh my god dude, it is amazing um, like i want to full on event i want to relive that but it sucks to know like i won't be able to relive that for the first time yeah because i already know what happens now uh-huh. but still like yeah great that, <laughs> that's the that's the thing about movies i watch so many movies like uh i, I have that feeling for quentin tarantino movies okay. where i've watched it you know i watched django and change or yeah. uh inglorious bastards uh-huh. for like 10 times already and i wish i could see it again for the first time because yeah. that the storytelling in that the acting in that the directing the direction uh-huh. by Quentin Tarantino it's uh perfect and to to witness that i mean watching it again you you get that feeling of uh that i watch it maybe once a year so uh-huh. that I could i could still get a feeling of okay i might have forgotten about this part yeah, yeah, this yeah. this uh scene but you don't get the same feeling as that first time watching something is he your favorite director? Or even uh, different one? He's, he's up there. Like, him uh-huh. and Martin Scorsese. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Him, yeah, and then Christopher Nolan, of course. Like, those three, I guess, uh-huh. that's, like, the the top directors. Uh-huh. But with Quentin Tarantino, what makes him unique and, and what makes me, like, excited every time is because he said, I'm only going to do, like, ten movies. Oh, okay. Right? Like, he's... Yeah. He, he has... Uh, and, I think his next one is his last. Okay. So like after 10, he's done. Like mm-hmm. the, he's not going to make any more uh movies after that. And he directs and writes all of his movies. Uh-huh. So that the level of detail and of course like I said the passion is off the charts on that guy like yeah. he loves his movies. He he worked at a at a video store uh when he was younger and he he was probably watched a movie every day uh-huh. like just because he he wanted to and, and he loved the craft like on uh jimmy kimmel i believe okay. had him had him on the show recently or like last year and he he had him blindfolded quentin tarantino was blindfolded and i think uh, uh jimmy kimmel had a, a set number of, of movies 
of from like the 60s or some from the 2000s uh -huh. or just from different time periods and he would read the description of it mm -hmm. just read the description of the movie and quentin tarantino would guess it <laughs> that's how fucking unreal his yeah. mind is on 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 films man like he fucking loves it like everything you could talk to him about italian films or japanese films and he'll understand like he'll he'll uh, he'll know who wrote who scored the music for this certain wow, film okay. and shit like he's obsessed with movies and that carries out onto everything he does there's a reason why he's regarded as like one of the top directors uh -huh. is because of that passion that he takes on every film on every uh, on every set like, yeah you could tell dude i that's so great to hear man mm -hmm. like having that passion whatever it may be it doesn't have to be movies could be whatever else yeah. you're interested in you know like anything there, there could there's so much like you could cook you could yeah. do fitness you could do uh clothing yeah. whatever it is there's infinite amounts of opportunity and it's just an individual figuring it out like yeah. trying to understand like for you who would have known that you would like movies so yeah. much that you'd review them That's, yeah. it just happens because you have to kind of experience life in a lot of ways yeah like, and yeah sorry. Go ahead. all i was gonna say is like to express that passion right mm -hmm. don't have like an expectation for it the best comes from having no expectations just truly living through your passion whatever it may be for me yes it's movies yeah you know for you maybe it's podcasting mm -hmm. talking to people listening to everyone's stories yeah so i think that's like the greatest thing with having no expectation mm -hmm. just yeah. living through it and having fun yeah and especially this time period of getting to do it because uh -huh. there's the freedom especially in uh in this country to be able to express yourself no matter what like it, whatever it is if you like sonic you can uh -huh. do a, uh do, do a podcast about sonic and like just talk about sonic all yeah day. like people will listen to that because people uh want that even uh pokemon has become pokemon cards last year were, yeah. were blowing up and now it's uh, about crypto and NFTs and this and that. Like, there are these different niches and people can get obsessed about whatever they want. Like, there's nobody telling you that you have to like this. Yeah. You could pick whatever you want. And that's the beauty of it is being able to decide for yourself. Just by yeah. going through the experience of life, you could find what you don't like, which will lead you to what you do like. Yeah, right. and I think that's great. People should have their own passions. People can like whatever they want, mm -hmm. and especially if like you don't judge. Like you can like the weirdest things, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's good for you, you know. Like I'll support that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you're like expressing your interest instead of like doing something that you're not really enjoying, yeah. just like right? following other people because yeah. that's the popular thing. Not nah, yeah. dude. Come on, you got one life. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy your passions. Whatever it may be, you know, know. just go nerd out life. about it, man. There's yeah, even even geeks now. Like, if you're a geek about anything, that's like a that's a popular word now. That's not like a hateful term. Yeah. Like, if you're a geek about, uh, let's say, uh, music, and uh -huh. you know, like every artist and this genre, you're a geek about country music. That's like a popular thing to say now. Yeah, you know? it's it's not something rude or hateful. Dude, I'll applaud. I'll applaud geeks. Yeah. I'll support you guys fully, you know, like, I'd say I'm a yeah. geek about movies. Yeah, be know? a geek, bro. Yeah. Put that on a shirt, be a yeah, geek. Be a geek. <laughs> yeah, It's honestly amazing. 
Yeah. Any anytime somebody gets involved in something, uh, whether it's uh it's gardening or uh fucking movies or uh cooking, furniture, baking. cooking, anything, yeah. you could there's a, a different way that that person uh carries themselves. Uh-huh. Like there's an energy to that. When when somebody who lacks purpose, like I know a lot of people in college that don't know what the fuck they're gonna do, uh-huh. right? Like you could tell just by their energy and the way they carry themselves that they they really want to uh, have a sense of purpose. And what I've realized mm-hmm. is that the purpose comes when you put meaning to it. Like the, yeah. the, the purpose of life is that you had to put purpose to it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, okay, here's somebody, here's what you had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to tell you on a, on a piece of paper that this is your purpose. It's no, you find it out on the journey, mm-hmm. like during the, during the process of it. And, um, once you do, there's just a different way you carry yourself. You, you're just happier. You're a happier individual because you've found something that you could put your mind to. Yeah. And when it, when it's like hopelessly, trying to grasp onto something it's uh it's kind of sad to see people just not be able to uh perform at a high level because of that yeah you know and that's why like i think as kids maybe we should just be encouraged to try new things to see what we're passionate about or see what we're interested in Mm -hmm. instead of being like all right like my friend's doing this like i guess i'll do this oh man like Go, go out, like, go play some sports if you want to play sports. See mm-hmm. what you like. Go play some computer games if you think that's interesting, you know? like Or go, like, want, if you want to build a computer, go do that. Go test out new things, like, starting from a young age. Or even if you're not, like, at a young age. Like, let's say you're already in high school and college now, right? I mean, a lot of people are lost. We, we don't know what we want to do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Biggest thing, try things out. Like, try, yeah. There's no harm in trying things out because you'll know if you like it or not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if you see it as a waste of time, then you see it as a waste of time. But mm-hmm. I see it as a benefit because it's like, you know what? Now I know yeah. I don't like doing this or I don't like doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to do and I'm going to pursue that and continue enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a quote that says, uh, indecision is the thief of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, the, that's really true because whenever we we're as human beings we're really indecisive yeah at, at many points in our life yeah uh due to just our thoughts really what what if this happens or uh what are people going to think about me taking this action mm-hmm. or doing starting this position or uh going to this place and all these thoughts come in and it literally stops you in your tracks when really if you just took the action, you would figure it out right away, yeah. whether you liked it or not, whether yeah. it's right for you or not. Yeah. And if you just think about and ponder all the time about whether or not I should do the thing without actually doing it, you're basically stuck yeah. and you're in this cycle that you really can't get out of because yeah. there's no way of telling what's right and what's wrong. And I think another thing about trying these new things is you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate about stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, and you step outside of your comfort zone by trying these trying new, things, new things. You right? know, like sometimes 
this might be the smallest example, right? But like I used to never eat, like I used to never go to ramen places, places. right? Uh-huh. But I'm like, dude, like, dude, I got, I got to step out of my comfort zone. Like yeah. I got to do this, right? Like, mm-hmm. All my friends enjoy eating ramen. I'm the only one who doesn't eat ramen. Mm-hmm. I'll go, right? And yeah. I liked it, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like so, it's like it's a great thing. You learn something by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's great, man. Like you learn so much by yourself. You, I think you should step outside your comfort zone. Yeah, always, yeah. always. I mean, that that's where. I think that's where life is. If it's if if you've never stepped outside of your comfort zone, then I mean you wouldn't be doing anything. Yeah. Would you, you, how how would how would a baby walk if it if it thinks that it's too yeah uh, afraid of walking? Like every every baby that's capable of doing it, like they just try it, and and that's anything with life. It's uh these these fears block so much of what's here or of what what's possible uh-huh. and all i've done all i've understood about conquering that is do it with the fear yeah because the fear is going to be there no matter what yeah and you just have to get to that point where i i'd rather do that than live this way like yeah there, there has to be that decision and for some for some people that's what 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 that passion shows is that decision yeah like you you quentin tarantino took the risk of putting uh, of directing movies he's probably scared to do it but the passion led him to that yeah he made a decision that's something outside of his comfort zone the first time he directed a movie yeah right but the passion led him to say yes to it even though he was scared even though he was afraid even though he knows that he's going to make mistakes on that path just like anybody else he still did it and yeah. it shows that it that's how life in my opinion is supposed to be lived through yeah. uh through going after what you really believe yeah and honestly also like with that fear right once you've been through it i don't think you'll fear it yeah, again you, don't fear it. you know i used to mm-hmm. be scared of spiders until a spider crawled on me mm-hmm. after that i'm like okay like it's just yeah. a spider right mm-hmm. but like once you go through it if you're like scared like what people think about whatever I'm gonna put out, right? Yeah. Once you do it, and then you're you realize like, all right, like I'm gonna continue putting out whatever content I want. Yeah. I'm gonna continue putting out my movie. I'm gonna continue putting out my podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people think. Yeah. You're going through that fear, like it, it helps. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to go through it. Go through it. Yeah. And it's it's weird how fear works because it's things and ideas that we put into our mind that aren't even real. Uh-huh. Like in this moment. You could be thinking about something that's happening in the future, but it's not real. Yeah. Like it's literally not, yeah. not, not even real. Yeah. Right. But the only thing that's real is right here, right now. Like what's yeah. happening right here and right now. There's nothing. It's not yeah. like you're not for, for most people. I hope you're not in a, in a life or death situation yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, that uncertainty it takes a lot of mental strength to be be able to accept it, mm-hmm. be able to accept that that's how this life is. Yeah. Right. And once you do, I think uh, you'll get to a place where you actually enjoy life. Uh-huh. Right. Instead of fearing every single moment of what's fearing the thoughts of others and fearing if I fail or this and that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think sometimes we're our own biggest like we hold ourselves back, right? Mm-hmm. 
but I think, I mean, that's normal. It, everyone will happen. Like we do that to ourselves. Right. Yeah. But then also like with failure, like, you know, talking about failure, I think it's okay to fail because that's your biggest lesson. Like that's the biggest teacher in life, mm-hmm. your failures and your mistakes. You'll learn from, you learn the most from that because once you learn from that, you'll know like, okay, next time, like I know what to do differently yeah. or next time I know how to properly handle whatever situation Mm -hmm. and so if you're open to failure dude i'd rather fail 10 times out of like nine times out of 10 i'd rather fail so i that 10 time will be perfect or not even perfect just it'll be successful Mm -hmm. right and so i'm open to failure and if you're open to failure too that's like honestly amazing Mm -hmm. i think also also like at a young age we should be open to it and instead of like being like no i don't feel well yeah and that's what school in some ways does wrong because the the testing system mm-hmm. like makes sure that people that kids understand that failure is bad whenever you fail a test it's a bad thing to do right mm-hmm. instead of understanding that like it's you failed it's okay to to fail but learn from it yeah. instead like not don't uh Be define down. it don't yeah. define yourself as that yeah. one failure right yeah that's something that that teachers and, and, and adults had to teach kids that it's okay to fail. It's not like the best thing ever if you fail, right? Like yeah. Try to succeed. But the failure shouldn't be taught of taught as uh, or, or taught to, to kids as being their negative definitive bad. Yeah, yeah. negative moment, right? Instead, learn from it. And every to me, every failure gets you closer to what you do want what yeah. what the success is because even like with the with all this setup and shit like this this podcast yeah. equipment i failed at this so many times mm-hmm. like even right now this <laughs> yeah. microphone did, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. work right but it's uh it's all part of it like the, i i've started to gain the perspective of when things don't work out as i planned it's for a reason yeah it's not because that life has it in for me that yeah. wants me to fail. No, but it's for the process of it. And yeah. you had to trust. And then also it'll build your character. Mm-hmm. Like now we know like how to improve next time. But we like will go through these experiences and that's like your biggest le- like teacher, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just trying to improve every day. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what we're at time wise. Yeah. We're at. It's uh eleven thirty six. Okay. So, you you had to go at what time? Like maybe like within ten minutes or something. Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, we could wrap it up here. If yeah, you yeah, sure. Cause uh, yeah, I know you have to you have things to do after yeah, this. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully the audio wasn't too bad for those listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on, man. It was a man. pleasure. Dude, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for inviting me to this. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll we could do it again sometime. Yeah, too. I'm done. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening, watching, uh, and peace, love, and positivity.